0: Welcome to the number one listen to chamber resource, The Chamber Podcast. In today's episode, we talk with Lance Allison, president and CEO with the
1: Panama City Beach Chamber of Commerce, and we've got 920 members.
0: And Lance shares his thoughts on a number of topics from non-dues revenue to membership retention. You don't want to miss it. It's full of things you can take and use right now in your chamber. As always, I'm your host, Brian Rossman, and episode eight of The Chamber Podcast starts right now here's where the magic begins to make change happen the human voice it's the most powerful sound in the world getting curious about something and diving in one of the things that i enjoy more than anything else is learning new things welcome to the chamber podcast Lance, I appreciate you coming on the show today. We're excited to talk with you. I know you've been listening to the podcast from the beginning.
1: They sound really fantastic. Thanks. And the content has been fabulous.
0: I appreciate that. Well, I'm excited to pick your brain a bit, so let's jump right in. Okay. So let's start with non-dues revenue. Why, why do you think it's important and what frustrates you about it?
1: Some of the frustrations that I have with non-dues revenue is maybe um, been doing things a little too long. You know, the killing the sacred cow, we all know that phrase. Um, There's some things that you continue to do that are bringing in revenue, but the time spent is uh, all too consuming, and you end up not making enough money off of it by the time it's all said and done. You know, I think the key to having successful non-dues revenue is knowing what your members are wanting, uh, what the public and the community at large um, would like to see done, because a lot of times, you know, we involve the community in that. And so I think the key is, is just having quality products, having innovation, innovative products, and then also having innovative events and fresh events and new twists and spins on things.
0: What seems to be working best for you when it comes to non-dues revenue? What are the projects that are really uh, adding to your bottom line?
1: Well, for us, because we are in a tourist destination market, print is still king. Um, we have a lot of website traffic that naturally that... Uh, that we rely on and we have a good uh, non use revenue stream in our website. But because we have uh, 9 to 12 million visitors a year, uh, they like to come in and they like to pick up the printed book. You know, So whether it be guides for relocation or visitors, which we have a combined one that has both, or whether it is our uh, bi-monthly magazine, the circuit that we use, um, we find that visitors like having that in their hand. They like to look for it. And we find that our members have a lot of success in that. Um, I still, I've still, i been here two and a half years, and I kind of still have on my, my tourist hat because this is where I vacation most of my life. And I know that when I came in here, I always like to open up something, and then if I see an attractive ad, you know, I generally gravitate towards that business because it's telling me that you know, they've spent some time and effort in marketing their business and that they're strong in what they're offering. So I still think that printed um, publications are still very important, uh, maybe not for every chamber, but certainly for ours. Um What we've done in the past two years since I've been here is we've taken our non-dues revenue events and we've collapsed them into four so that we're not doing anything more than one a quarter. Um, we found that our women's symposium is very good. That's more member-inclusive, so it's a good revenue generator that we use with our members. Um, We recently uh, finished up this weekend our unwind craft beer and wine festival. Uh, That involved the whole community as well as visitors on the beach. And it was extremely successful too. Um, the key of it is is just making sure that you have something that that people want to buy and people want to spend their money on.
0: When you talk about innovating with these non dues revenue projects, uh, do you have any examples?
1: Well, you know, the things that we're doing um, this year has been a very good year on capitalizing on the the events, the non dues revenue non dues revenue events that we have, um, and. Really, the product offering that we're doing, listening to the people, seeing what the trends are around the country, uh, are helping us drive that. Uh, For example, for us, the Unwind Craft Beer and Wine Festival that I mentioned earlier uh, is a very good event because people are looking for that quality event here in Panama City Beach, uh, something they can go and taste fine wines and fine craft beers at a very affordable price. Uh, So we're finding that to be a very good product. And then this year, we are doing the first-ever marathon on Panama City Beach. Uh, For the last five or six years, we've had half marathon and 5K, which are very popular for for chambers and nonprofits and the like, but we've added a marathon onto it. So what we try to do is take the quality product that we have and then tweak it and improve it each year, so that we don't get stale. I think that's that's the biggest problem that happens with anything anybody does in the chamber world, is you just you get used to it, and and over the time you don't realize that you haven't grown or innovated that product. And, and I think that's where we uh, excel in is that we're we're constantly changing and evolving. Um, the Circuit Magazine, that's our bi-monthly publication, technically it's our membership newsletter. Uh, and It's a 65 to 80 page, full color magazine, bound, um, looks like a magazine you get at the bookstore. Uh, what we're doing with it is, is we're constantly changing content, we're constantly changing the look, uh, making it fresh, keeping our eye out on what the trends are uh, through, the, through the magazine industry so that we can kind of make sure that we're offering the best product that we can.
0: In our pre-interview that we had before we started the podcast recording, I thought it was really interesting, your take on lead generation in chambers. Do you mind sharing a few of your thoughts there?
1: Yeah, you know, lead generation and new members are extremely important. Uh, I, I worry sometimes that chambers of commerce across the country focus too heavily on that and they're not uh, worrying enough about retention. You know, it costs five times as much to get a new member as it does to keep one you already have. So retention is a big focus for us uh, and trying to make sure that we keep that retention going. As far as for gaining new members, you know, your sales staff are going to do that through various ways, either cold calling or going in and building relationships. But the biggest success we've had at the Panama City Beach Chamber has been utilizing our ambassadors and then a couple of other key programs that we have um, to generate leads and to get new members. We've got an ambassador this year who has brought in 14 new members, and her goal is 21. And so we've got somebody there that is drinking the Kool-Aid, that is loving chamber life and knows how to communicate it. Um, Another thing that we always like to keep in mind is uh, where are our holes at? So uh, do we have insurance agents? Do we have two or three? Are there more that we can go and get? Something that will complement the existing membership. Uh, maybe something that we don't have to offer, but we've gotten questions from uh, the community or from visitors of a type of service that they're looking for, but we don't have someone we can recommend. So we'll use that to look uh, for new members as well.
0: Can you tell me a little bit about the passion you have for your job I and mean, why? Why in the world do you do what you do every day?
1: You know, I, I took this job originally because I was I was burnt out from being a small business person, and and. It, during the line of work that I was in, which happened to be photography was, was a uh, feast or famine type of business. So, you know, and it was a, eat what you kill type of business. So there was no consistency. Um, so when I I finished up uh, a master's degree and, in Murray at the time, and still is today, if you have a good job in Murray, you keep it. So there's not a lot of things open. So the uh, chamber job happened to open right around the time I was wanting to make a switch in careers. And, um so I, I applied for it. I conned them in to let me do it. But about a year into it, um, there, it was so rewarding to help other businesses. And I think it came. I think it started because, as a small business person, I always wanted access to things that can make me better, uh, that can make me more money, can make my business better. And the chamber I didn't realize was a vehicle that could do that. And so. As I began to do things that I would have liked to have seen as a small business person for the members, uh, it became very rewarding. Uh, And so about a year into it, I decided that this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Uh, I wanted a second career. I'd done photography for 20 years, and I thought, I want another 20 years in this industry and hopefully more. And so just the fact that I can come into work every day, and I've got 920 members that are doing the best that they can to be successful – and then I can have a part in that success. That, to me, is what drives me every day. Um, I think probably another thing that is equally as important is, uh, is the team that I have here. So every day I come into work, I know that I'm coming into a chamber that has a, a room full of chamber professionals. Because there's people that are in the chamber profession, but then there are people that are chamber professionals. And they're the ones that live and breathe it and they think about it all the time and they enjoy doing what they do. And so that's a blessing that I have here uh, is that I have a team that is as passionate as I am about it. And so every day I wake up, I know I'm coming into a place where we all are on the same page and we all have the same mission. And then I know that that day I'm going to help somebody in some way. Uh, and and that's just a really neat aspect of it. I, I love how chamber work allows you to um, build relationships and, in local governments, build relationships with other organizations, and then also at the same time, help somebody succeed in business, Uh, and and I think that's really what it boils down to. Uh, Chamber work is fun. Uh, You know, there are a lot of things we could be doing every day that aren't fun. Uh, You know, we're blessed and lucky to get to come in and provide exciting things for for our members and get paid for it while we're doing. So it's just, it's a whole lot of fun, and it's a passion that I have, and and hopefully get to do it for a long, long time.
0: Special thanks to Lance Allison for joining us on today's episode. And we actually ran out of time in our interview with Lance and he had just an absolutely awesome tool that he uses in his chamber called Idea Camp. And we went ahead and recorded a bit more with Lance. And it's such a great idea that we're bringing him back next week to talk about Idea Camp. And I really think you're gonna like this concept. So thanks for tuning in this week and we'll see you right back here next week with part two of our interview with Lance here on The Chamber Podcast.